welcome to Relational Introvert, a podcast about the often overlooked people and leadership strengths of the quiet ones. I'm Nancy, and I look forward to sharing stories and lessons from my life, plus inviting other relational introverts to share theirs. This is very much a journey. It's a path to understanding ourselves and the diversity of people around us. So join me every Monday, and let's see where this road leads. On today's episode, I'd like to welcome Jody Krangle as my guest. Uh, Jody, welcome to Relational Introvert. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm definitely looking forward to expanding the conversation that you and I had uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, to kick us off, though, I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself with everyone who's listening in. Okay. Uh, well, I've been a voice actor since 2007, and I've worked with clients all over the world. So I work with you know people like Bose and Dell and BBVA and Kraft and a whole lot more. Um, obviously, the uh, type of industries have changed since we've uh, gone into this interesting lockdown. <laughs> um, but uh, it took me a while to get there because my background actually is mostly in tech. Um, and I started off selling computers um, way back when the 386SX was new. So back in the day, um, not a lot of women doing that at that point, actually. Um, and I launched a songwriting website in 1995 called The Muse's Muse. Um, and I, I worked that for a long, long, long time. And it taught me a lot about SEO and internet marketing. And um, when I decided to switch over to voiceovers, I had that advantage, thankfully, that I knew the internet really well. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, I've just, I've really loved it. Um, I'm also a singer, so I have a, an album of my own that I put together with a friend of mine named Chris Conway in the UK. Um, and that is, uh, that's from 2015. That's also on my website. And uh, I have a podcast called Audio Branding. <laughs> um, because of voiceovers and what I do, a lot of what I do is helping uh, companies and um, industries and products and services brand themselves in an audio way. Part of what I do is branding them audio, you know, um, and uh, I, I just really love the idea of it. So I'm not an expert by any means, but I uh, question a lot of people and interview a lot of people who are very knowledgeable on the subject. And it's been a real thrill. So I love the diversity of background that you have. You know, it's, it's all different industries, but somehow there's, I definitely see the connection between everything that you've done as well that's brought you to where you are. So I'm excited to to delve into that a little bit more as part of our conversation. And I feel there's a lot that our listeners will get out of um, hearing from you in, in, as part of your story as well. Well, the first thing I want to start with, which I do with all my guests, is the piece that brings us all together. So, you know, the fact that we both are fellow introverts, that was our connecting point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to begin with. So a question that I have for you is, what are some of those introverted quirks that you re that, that really resonate with you? What might be one or two of them that you would say, yeah, that really is how I operate? Well, the fact that I'm totally fine during all of this lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the virtual thing has been my life. Like, I, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's great. Um, I will say that it would have been a lot harder had we not had the current technology level. I, I remember 
years and years past when we didn't have this kind of connectivity between us technology-wise. And I think this kind of a thing would have been a lot harder had we not had video chats and all of those things that are allowing us to keep in contact without actually touching right. one another. <laughs> um, that's made it a lot easier. But but for me, I like the idea of being able to be virtual with the people that I care about so I can keep in contact, but I can turn that off when I need to. Yes. <laughs> and just, you know, the idea of wearing yoga pants every day doesn't hurt either. <laughs> Kind of like that part, got to say. <laughs> but, you know, that's my job, right? Like, my job hasn't changed much since this whole thing started. <laughs> it's interesting you bring up this idea of being okay with the space, like the distance that this has created. I actually was chatting with another uh, extroverted friend and actually a couple of them, uh, now that I think about it, and they talked about how that's been the challenge is like for them, this idea of the space has been something that is depleting of energy. Whereas for, for us, it probably, it's, it's not so much that we don't want to see those that we love. It's that we're not depleted. And I feel like that's the, the difference that I can, one of the big yeah. differences that I can notice in the current time that we're all in. Yeah, very much so. And I think um, you like, like me, we are kind of forced to be extroverts in our jobs because that's like, we have to relate to people, we have to talk to people, we have to um, communicate and network and all of that. And that's, I'm fine with doing that. I'm just more fine with doing it virtually. <laughs> it just makes it way, yes, way easier yes. for me. <laughs> well, you bring up a really good point about this idea of that we have to be more extroverted. And, and I look at it this way, I always look at introversion, extroversion as a spectrum that none of us, are, yes, there's those of us who are extreme on either end of it, but most of us, I feel, travel that spectrum at certain points. And we all have the ability and realization to be able to bounce back and forth as needed. And so when I think about myself, especially, I've never been, I don't really have an issue being in front of people. I don't really have an issue speaking in front of people, which sometimes people feel are the things that might be the stretch that's happening. And I said, actually, that's not the stretch for me. Mm -hmm. It might be to the degree to which I have to do it, how long I have to do it. It's more about mm -hmm. the fact that I probably need to come back and recharge myself. Whereas uh, my, uh, someone who's more extroverted than I am would probably be getting charged up during that time. So we show up the same mm -hmm. way, but what's happening internal is a little bit different. It's not it's not that either of us is not able to do it. It's just some of us actually enjoy that, but are charged in a different way. Yeah, definitely. And being able to turn off the computer and step away and not have to be in a virtual environment if you don't want to be, um, for the most part. I mean, I'm sure people have to have virtual, right. you know, board meetings or whatever they need to do for their companies. You know, these things happen, but you do them for a limited amount of time and then you can step away and, you know, no one's seeing what you're doing <laughs> when you're right, uh, right. not on those, you know. <laughs> um, and like you, I get my charge back by being alone, by by having quiet time. Um, this might sound really strange for someone who deals so much in audio, but when I am recharging, silence is my best friend. 
I really, really enjoy silence. I find it really hard to focus if I have music playing in the background. My husband is completely different. He loves media wallpaper. I call it media wallpaper. He, he loves having like that television on and the radio or whatever music going in the background. Like some, something's always <laughs> going on in the background. I need him to close his door. <laughs> like that's, I, if I'm going to concentrate on anything, I need absolute silence. Yes. I think you've just described my husband too. He's the same way. And I feel that over the years that we've been married, I have learned to adjust. I think I've adapted and adjusted to be able to handle the amount mm -hmm. of stimulation because I can't handle, that's what it is. I can't handle mm -hmm. all the different noises because to your point, it's very difficult to actually yeah. concentrate. I can do it if I'm doing something that is a little bit more mindless, maybe is the right word with something that's repetitive. Yes. It doesn't bother me, but it's yeah. something that requires my thinking. He's, he, for example, <laughs> even if we're like having, if, even if it's just he and I talking, he needs other noise. It actually for him is harder not to have some sort of background noise, whether it's music or just the TV. And the TV could just be playing whatever. It's not something that he's focusing on. Whereas mm -hmm. for me, it's a little bit different. I've gotten used to that now, but like you, if I actually have to do something where it's a mental work, some thinking is required, the idea of music or, or TV, I, it's just because I can't concentrate on that idea of multitasking doesn't work for me. I can't multitask yeah. my brain to be doing this <laughs> and this because it requires the same part of my brain, I guess, to do that. If I was doing two completely opposite things, I, I think I could do that. I also find that my quiet time is actually quiet. <laughs> like I don't, I don't really need to listen to music mm -hmm. in the background if I'm just relaxing. I, I just don't, I, you know, I don't know what it is. I think because I make music, <laughs> I end up analyzing it too much in my head to really just sit and enjoy. Do you know what I mean? It's hard for me. So it becomes a mental exercise as opposed yes. to just a sit back and listen. <laughs> um, so for me, that's not calming. I don't find it calming at all. If I want to listen to something, I will. I'm going to have to probably take a step back and go, what do I do when I'm listening to music? I, I know I probably don't analyze it just because partly I'm not in the space that you're in. So I can listen to music and just listen to it, but I don't think it's ever completely a blank minded listening. I, I don't have that happening unless I'm falling asleep and I'm listening to something that is very, very soothing. <laughs> That's possible at that point. Yeah. The work that you do with your podcast, you mentioned it's all about how sound influences people, which obviously is the journey that you've come through to bring mm -hmm. it to this point. So tell us a little bit about what's the purpose of your podcast? Well, I want people to be more conscious and intentional on how they use sound, especially in their advertising and marketing. Um, I think especially now, because we are completely inundated with sight. You know, we're all on the internet. We're watching a bunch of different things on a daily basis. We have ads coming at us from everywhere. <laughs> and it's all visual. It's all visual. And I don't know about you, but I get overwhelmed. And so I have to either turn it off or just not look at the, uh, at the visual and concentrate on something else. And the something else for me would be the audio. So if I hear an audio portion to an advertising or marketing pitch, it's more likely to hit me in the heart than it is if I'm looking at it. 
and I, I'm maybe I'm different from a bunch of people, but it seems to me like that is a quick way to reach an audience that's overwhelmed otherwise. Right. It cuts through the noise. So, uh, yeah, so the idea of the podcast is basically to allow people to think a little more on how they use audio in their campaigns and in how they present their company. Are they being consistent? Very, you know, just at the very basics. What does your company sound like? What should it sound like? What are the colors you're using for your logo? Uh, what aesthetic do you have? Are you casual or formal? Is there a, a scale there? You know, um, that'll have to do with what kind of music you use on your on hold. Uh, it'll have to do with the voice that you use for your campaigns when you're talking about voiceover, the music that you use underneath the, the voice or whether or not you use voiceover at all, the music you use in your video, the, you know, anything that you do with your company that has a sound component, is it consistent and does it match the sight and feel the emotion that you want people to feel when they look and hear your company? Because it, it is all about emotion. I've always heard about the visual and I don't know that I have actually even intentionally taken a step back and thought about what is the sound like? I probably have done that with my podcast because the, this podcast is both audio and, and a visual component, especially I mentioned earlier when I had guests on to have that vi visual component on there, but the audio component without getting too technical, I did have to do some thinking around what music would I want to have that is introing in that lines up with this podcast plus who I am, because a lot of branding is really who you are. Who do you want to show up as? And that, yeah. that's the brand. But I don't, you're right. I don't think I've actually very been very conscious of that everywhere else. What do you find when you are having that conversation with people? How mindful are people about audio when it comes to branding? Less than they should be, <laughs> which is kind of why this discussion started in the first place. Um, podcasts have an interesting challenge in that they're very curated content that is meant to touch someone individually and intimately. So it's like more intimate radio you know? And so I think a lot of podcasters should really think about the music that they use in the beginning, the announcer that they use to announce their podcast. And a good voice actor, depending on whether male or female or, or you know, if they have any good training, and, and hopefully if they're making a living at this, they have some training, they can modify their voice tone to fit the music that is wanting to be used, to fit the tone of the podcast itself. They can be flirty and playful, or they can be announcery and, you know, dramatic, or they can be authoritative and informational, you know, and there's like different types of feels that you can have for the type of podcast that you're putting together. So yeah, this is something that a podcast can definitely think of too. I mean, when I was thinking of the music for my own podcast, I was thinking, well, I want something that's a little earwormy, but fun and uh, right. inspirational at the same time. So, you know, you can sort of go and find things like that. You can talk to an actual composer. One of the people that I have interviewed on my podcast 
is a guy named Nick Crane. He works with other composers. He composes himself. Um, and he'll create something that will fit the feel and the mood of what you're after. And we had a brief discussion about the type of music that we were hearing based on what's going on currently. So you're hearing a lot of that uh, somber but hopeful piano music in the back of a lot of advertising right now. It's starting to shift as things start opening up a little bit. But, you know, that particular type of emotional heartstrings pulling was deliberate. I mean, it's yes. people are thinking about this. <laughs> um, and so you heard a lot of that kind of thing going on for advertising, for um, videos on YouTube and on social media and all sorts of things. And I'm sure that was carrying through to any, you know, COVID-19 related podcasts and all that sort of thing. So it's just something to think about. And I think a lot less people think about it than should. <laughs> it's a bit of a awareness piece right now, even for me on what that, what that means. Now mm -hmm. take it another level. I, I think part of it also, also could be that for a lot of, let's say even smaller business owners, they may not have a lot of advertising right now. That is, that is advertising. They may have a lot of things that are social mm -hmm. media posts and so on. So music, in that way might not be coming up. But I like the fact that you talked about sound, not just music, because sound then also has to do with yeah. how I might speak when I'm sharing something on a podcast. Is is my brand a mm -hmm. playful one so that my energy is up here and there's a bit more humor and all these yes. things involved? Is my brand a more professional setting, more corporate setting? So then it's a bit more clean cut and crisp and might be more yeah. curated in that way. Also keep in mind, yeah, your your if the casualness or not of your company also dictates what your scripts are going to look like mm. for voiceover people. So you'll have contractions in things that are more casual. You won't in things that are more formal. So it, it really there's like lots of different things to think of in this. I'm actually thinking about even as we were talking about sound, one of the things that comes up often is the absence of sound and the use of silence. So not just from a marketing perspective, I think about it in regular conversation. The use of silence is one of those things that we know is very powerful. It's also very uncomfortable, more conversationally. If it's planned, then not so much, but conversationally allowing that mm -hmm. space is something that creates this discomfort, the sense of like, I need to fill it with something. And I know that we talk about introverts being folks who are okay with silence. <laughs> and yeah. I feel that, that there's also another side to that. I feel we're okay with silence on our own. We may not always be okay with silence when we're having conversation with other people. So, <laughs> so I'm curious what your thoughts are like, what comes up for you when you think about sound and the absence of it, not just from a marketing perspective, but also just conversationally. I think it makes people lean in like kind of when people speak softly. So I think it has its place, definitely. And I know that public speakers use it a lot to very good effect. And of course, in advertising, you have white space. You know, I mean, white space has a purpose. It has a purpose for relaxing your mind, not overstimulating you. So I think that silence has a yes. place in that too. 
even in music, I suppose I think about music, like there's the rest is there for, so that you just don't have a run on of notes and, and noise. Well, breath is important. <laughs> Breathing is important. <laughs> uh, even when I'm editing, say, a voiceover script, even if I'm removing the breath so that you don't hear it, the space is still there so you can imagine it. It just makes it sound less robotic. So I've had someone like who is more extroverted share this with me. When they look at my posts, they are a little bit more paused there's a flow to it so that it's not just cut in a way that it's next thing, next thing, next thing. It has those pauses in between. And it was interesting because they found, they said, you know, what I appreciate about yours is that the fact that it actually has a calming quality for me. Whereas I myself, I'm just mm -hmm. naturally someone whose energy is up here at all times. And it's interesting because I can then look at their post and see the value in, because I actually, yeah, it's cool to see someone's energy at this amped up high level and know that there's value in that as mm -hmm. well, that the point isn't that we all need to be, you know, all paused in one way or all high energy in one way. Yeah. There's this value in that. So yeah, there, it was really cool to hear his description of it looking at, cause I actually didn't even realize that it was just something that was happening naturally. So for him to actually pick up on that, you're right. Like there is something about it that has this sense of, breath and and calmness and, and stimulation yeah if i can help calm someone that's that's a good day have you come to an understanding of what your brand is through the, all this work that you've done yeah i'm i'm pretty sure of what my brand is how would you describe that oh how do i put that into words well um the the slogan on my website is uh world-class sound gold mm. standard service so uh and the picture that's on my website is of a microphone with a necklace draped over it that is like this diamond it's like a it's like a a diamond mm. uh microphone draped over the microphone <laughs> so i mean i like to think that it's uh economy of sound economy of space and uh, calmness. Um, I'm not gravelly. I'm not urban. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend to be. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I think it's more of what you experience as far as emotions are concerned when you look at the website and when you mm -hmm. hear me speak. And that combination can mean a lot of things to different people. But I'm always me. Stay tuned for part two of my conversation with Jody, available next Monday, June 8. We're going to talk about getting your brand to a place where you can say, hey, I'm unapologetically me. Now that's important whether you're talking about your business brand or personal brand. So don't miss out. Be sure to join in on June 8th. Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of Relational Introvert. If you liked what you heard and you're curious about what's next, be sure to listen to new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. And if you know someone else who might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them too.